Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and if you think I'd even consider muzzling the ox when he's threshing from the corn, you've got another thing coming. We're talking about the, all the wild and wacky laws in the Bible today. Barry's here to tell us why wearing clothes made of linen and wool is a huge mistake. We've got a jam-packed show today, so let's get started by welcoming our favorite co-hosts now that they're fresh off their trip to the Festival of Unleavened Bread to return wandering donkeys to their enemies. Let's welcome in Barry and Marin. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day, and Hello. welcome back. Yeah. It's we're good back. to see you back. We I missed feel, you. I feel great. Look at us, guys. We made it through the summer. Wait, Barry, <laughs> no. you're leaving? I'm leaving, like, immediately <laughs> oh, after man. <laughs> Darn it. So... Yeah, I was gone for a week. Guys, thanks for carrying the show. We did our best. It was great. Great show. Thanks. Amy was here. Dave was here. We had a good conversation. You were basically here. Yeah. Your I presence was, uh, on Facebook I, I, was I was on a boat in the middle of a lake, <laughs> and I just could not stop myself from wanting to feel involved. So I was commenting pretty much by a second per second. Yeah. <laughs> so. You were definitely the top commenter. That's yes. for sure. Yes. <laughs> But it was great. Great job. Um, and big, big ups to Amy for coming in yes. so often yeah. this summer. She's Yeah, she finally gets a week off from yep. the pod. <laughs> yep. And I think you're gone, Barry, ne- the, uh, next week. So. I am. I'm actually, so I'm on vacation. I did what everybody does because we love the pod. I came in Come today. on in. Yeah. So today was like finishing up, making sure all, everything was taken care of, email and stuff. But the moment we are done with this pod... I'm on vacation yep. for two weeks. I've heard you say this like four times via text now. You're like, I'm signing off email I'm now. To. And then three hours later, another email from Barry. I'm, well, s- I'm really signing off, but, guys. But because today <laughs> I was like, I was off. I was done. But then I realized I had to send an email to somebody who only has my grace email. So I, I was like, fine, I have to send this one thing to let them know I'm not going to be able to respond. And when I hopped on, yep. there was an email from you directly asking me to do something. And I'm like, yep. fine, I'll respond to that one. And then I'm off. And yep. then I'm off. And so now I'm off. Well, congrats. <laughs> where, where are you going on vacay? Uh, Liv and I are going to drive down to Florida and test the strength of our uh, of our of our marriage because uh, wow. long, why? What? long drives are a test of any oh, you're relationship driving down to Florida. It's going to be a very long drive. Just yeah. the two of you. Or are yeah. you bringing the rabbit? No, we're no. having a rabbit sitter because okay. I think it would be traumatizing for Humphrey, uh, Humphrey to be in the car for so long. I'm a little curious. I mean, I rabbit sat once and I haven't been asked back. <laughs> Yeah, we was, are, what, was it me? Did I do something? You were fine. Too you were much great. hay? No, did I you overfeed? Did a, what, you, what happened? You did a great job, but it, we are actually having people who can actually stay in our apartment. Oh, nice. Easton and Lily Brock gotcha. are going to be actually staying in our apartment while we're gone. Good. That's Very the best. Nice. They're in for a best real treat. Solution. That for is Humphrey. the best solution. We had uh, Lauren Russell, my twin, stay in our house to watch Maggie once. Yeah. So really the neighbors were the like, thing. oh, yeah, they're home. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and Maggie was like, oh, cool. Mom yeah. never left. Right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is gone, but mom is here. <laughs> Maggie, Maggie yeah. wait, who's, she always who's Maggie? Guys confused. That's My their, boxer. It's their dog. And she gets you and Lauren confused, <laughs> is what you're saying. Well, Lauren came over for dinner last Sunday. Not, well, no, two Sundays ago. She came over. I answered the door, and I promised we were wearing the same t-shirt. <laughs> of course. Just too really? much. Too much. If you haven't been listening to the pod for a while, we have talked about the fact that uh, Marin has a doppelganger mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, people yeah. mistake them for each other a lot. Chances are, if you attend 146th Street, you probably think Marin's been singing here a lot more than she has. Because <laughs> yeah. there's somebody on the worship team named Lauren who sings and everybody apparently gets the two switched yes. all the time. Including my own children. They have they have mistaken us <laughs> so, for okay. one another. 
All right. Well. It's a real thing. You know, it's a real problem when Jed does, though. Oh, yeah. Then we got to talk. Help us, Lord. I wanted to say some <laughs> of my favorite memories with Jed are going over the road. Like it was glorious. Going uh, over the then, road. And then that we had kids. Road trips. Yeah. Going when places. it was just the two of us driving <laughs> yeah. great distances, things yeah. are fantastic. Well, really? I hope that is the case. That is what I'm hoping and praying for, that we have a delightful time driving down. Great. Yeah. I can't wait to hear how that goes. I took a road trip last week to Michigan, which by the way, Michigan, perfect vacation spot for the summer. Yeah. It's not too hot. It's next to a lake. Actually, there's tons of lakes. So it's like 70, Pick 80. A lake. Yeah. 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 And uh, you're not an ocean guy, so you no, would rather go Well, lake. I'm definitely not a lake guy. I'm actually more of an ocean guy than a lake guy because wow. lakes... That's like, oh you my can't gosh. see like, a, like an inch in yeah. that water. I didn't, I didn't get in the water once. <laughs> I was there all week and I didn't get in one time, no, but just, we were on a boat. It yeah. was good. The kids were like tubing and stuff and Milo, people, Milo went tubing. No, yeah. see road trips with babies. Not the same. Not the best. <laughs> not the best because uh, if he's tired, he's cranky mm-hmm. and he's cranky. He's crying. And then an hour of your trip goes by just like trying to feed him goldfish, reaching, doing the mm-hmm. reach, the reach behind yeah. Yeah, yeah, and trying to feed him goldfish without seeing where you're <laughs> aiming. And he's like swatting your hand away. And that's hilarious. That's yeah, hilarious. It was, that was super reversed. hilarious. We, we drove home from my mom's house last night and I was doing the reach around, but it wasn't to feed my child goldfish. He's 14 now. It <laughs> was, can feed himself it was goldfish for him now. to feed me pizza flavored combos. Oh yeah. I just kept reaching so my hand he, back. It, he kept feeding the me. The roles have shifted. Yeah. Um, yeah, but when we got there, it was great. It was a great time. I, I really, really recommend anyone who's thinking about going on a vacation in summer to consider Michigan because it's perfect. If you like water at all, or even if you don't, cause I really don't. don't. Yeah. 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 I want to know just when it comes to not getting in the water at all, even with like flotation devices, you just, is it because you're afraid something's going to bite your foot? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and I, all I can think is this lake has been here for a long time and everybody I know says they go to the bathroom in the lake. Uh, everyone you know. Everyone I know, except me. And so you don't want to go in and knowing I that I other people... I just, I'm thinking what I'm swimming in and the fishes have been there. Everyone and you know. I'm yes. stuck on that part. Look at me. Look at my face. <laughs> everyone I know. Everyone every single you know. soul. <laughs> uh, so... I don't, I, I, all I can think about is this lake's been here forever. I'm probably sl- sl- swimming in like trash. Okay. Mm. Wow. So you, you really talked up Michigan and okay. then you really so, smashed it down. Let's do, let's do the, uh, like lakes, here's, the like here's the Michigan sound clip. Ready? Michigan swimming in trash. <laughs> Pure Michigan. <laughs> no, it was good though. It was the first time. So we go uh, away with my wife's family once a year and it's usually in the summer and um, it's usually just like a chill out, do whatever you want kind of deal. If you want to go on a bike ride, you go on a bike ride. If you want to go on the boat, go on the boat. If you want to fish, fish, whatever. Uh, This year, I don't know whose idea it was, but it was like, all right, everybody's responsible for a day full of activities. And so every day, Somebody, somebody somebody was disappointed was planning yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> somebody was planning what the day ahead would look like mm. and uh it was it was mixed reviews because there were some people that were like i'm only here to do one thing and that's fish sure and now you're telling me i have to go to the coast guard to- festival <laughs> okay so for you favorite day least favorite day uh well okay so there was a coast guard festival 
Um, it's Coast Guard City, USA in Grand Haven, Michigan. Who knew? And so at the Coast Guard Festival, all these big Coast Guard boats come up and you can take tours. And it's basically like a, a pop-up county fair mm-hmm. in Grand Haven. Um, I'm not a big like boat person. like Boat enthusiast? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gathering that as so, time goes on. least favorite <laughs> event was probably the one I chose, which was boat tours. <laughs> Because I knew I knew everybody else would like it, and so my wife and I were like, "All right, let's just do a couple boat tours." We'll, uh, and so we went down to that, and that was probably my least favorite. Most favorite, uh, we went on a hike, and it would have been my least favorite if it yeah. was any longer than I'm, what it was. There, it was. Are you not surprised to hear him say that his most favorite was, was the it, hike? Were you hiking on sand and dunes uh, and stuff? What kind we of shoes hiking? did you wear? Yeah. I, <laughs> I did not wear my sandals. Okay. I wore tennis shoes. Um, and it was a three quarters of a mile hike. <laughs> Ideal. Yeah, so, that's perfect. But lots of stairs, guys. It was sure. a lot of stairs, a Get lot those of uphill. going. You're walking in dunes, like sand dunes. Actually, I was standing on the edge. Milo was on my back. We, uh, we have one of those mm-hmm. caddy things mm-hmm. um, where you strap into your back. Standing on one of the edges of sand dunes with my brother-in-law, all of a sudden... He's falling. The ground completely like disappears from underneath him. Mm-hmm. It's like erosion. Stop. He's standing on, on a dune and all of a sudden he falls 20 feet below. No, oh. 20 feet. No. Yeah. That yeah. poor dune. Yeah, totally. No. <laughs> yeah, right? he hurt his knee, but luckily I didn't fall with Milo. Yeah, with Milo. Yeah, yeah. that oh would have been goodness. big trouble. But other than that, it was great. Great experience. It was only, you know, almost a mile back and forth. Yeah, that's fine. Do you have to train for that? No, but everybody, hey, everybody was sore, all right? <laughs> it wasn't just me. Everybody the next day was like, oh, my hamstrings <laughs> But it was good, yeah. Um, what did I miss, though? I feel like I missed some stuff. You missed a week. Yep, a work. whole week. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, this is the first vacation I've taken in a long time where I basically, like, checked out. Good. I didn't hardly look at any emails. It's good until Monday... Smash cut to me sitting in my office all day, mm-hmm. like with 200 unread emails, <laughs> trying Digging to fiddle out. through them. Yeah. Yep. But still, it was good. It was, it was worth it. It was a good time. And then Saturday, guys. Ooh, so the vacation was from Sunday to Sunday, right? I left decided early, right? that I was going to leave on <laughs> Friday to go home the- by myself and then head to my first ever oh my Gen Con, where downtown the, Indianapolis. Where your real vacation began. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the party was, everybody. Gen Con. I went to Gen Con. You want to explain is, what that is for yeah, people for who don't know? They, they call it the four greatest days of gaming. It's a board game and all kinds of game conference. Uh-huh. So 50,000 people from all over the world come in and live in Indianapolis for four days, playing games. All of Lucas Oil Stadium is full of people just like playing games. And they've got every game designer, developer you could ever think of. You're walking through an exhibit hall, you're demoing board games, you're buying board games. Uh, Anything that you would ever want to do if you're into games, this is the place to be. So this is the the mecca of games. Yeah, it it was, I got to be honest, I'll definitely go back. But it was the most overwhelming experience I've ever, <laughs> ever had. I've never been paralyzed by like not knowing what to do. But I, I walk in and I'm going by myself. So I'm like, 
I don't know where to go. Like there are 50,000 people around me. They're all dressed up as wizards or something. And <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Ask, did you wear a costume? No, I didn't wear a costume, but I saw a lot of. All right. I saw a guy wearing four stilts. He's walking on two stilts on his feet mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and he was holding two stilts with his arms and he was walking on all fours. Okay. okay? And then he had like some weird drapery over him with a mask on and he couldn't see I don't even know if it was a he it might have been a she I don't know but he's wearing some kind of like animal looking costume but he can't see so he had to have somebody with him that was kind of guiding him like on a leash or something yeah basically (laughs) through 50,000 people and I'm all for like if you want to dress up that's cool you want to look like a elf or something whatever you're all about stilt based animal expressionism that's where i draw the line because (laughs) you're taking up a lot of space by being on all fours do you know what character he was no i have no idea i I was i was taking pictures i have a video of it i I should put it on facebook (laughs) there's a there's a video online of a dog i think it's like a golden retriever that loves tennis balls favorite thing in the world is tennis balls and so their owners decided as a birthday gift to give this dog a thousand tennis balls in this Whoa. giant, they dump them on the back porch. And at first it's like two or three and the dog's like, Oh my gosh, tennis balls. Yeah. I'll pick up this one. I'll pick up this one. And then they all start pouring in and it doesn't know what to do. And I, I picture that. That's, that's being me. how you feel. That's exactly what you were, I, yeah. you were being, I was frozen. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Uh, eventually I got my bearings and I went to the exhibitor hall and that's where I spend all my time. And I bought like seven board games uh, I had my team upstairs in our team meeting this morning. One of them's like a team building game. We played it. They loved it. It's called The Mind. If you want to buy a nice, <laughs> family-friendly board game, it's called The Mind. It's made by uh, Pandasaurus Games. I've actually had people listen to this podcast and call my sister and be like, Tyler was talking about a game on the podcast. Can you tell me where he found that? Uh, so it's called The Mind. It's from Pandasaurus Games. The concept is we we would all have a card there's a hundred cards they're all just numbered one through a hundred we can't speak to each other but we have we have cards in our hand we have to figure out we have to put cards down in ascending order so whoever thinks they have the lowest card puts it down but you can't speak or communicate in any way and it's weird because you it's called the mind because you get on the same like brain wavelength as your teammates and it's a real blast this podcast not brought to you by Michigan Tourism Board, Lucas Oil Stadium, Guys, or Panda I have a Games. lot to catch you up on. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> and most of them involve product placement. Yep. Yeah. Pandasaurus games, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I saw a picture of the room in which everybody was playing Magic the Gathering. Yes. And it was just it was like thousands five, of 5, people. 5,000 people playing one game. Like one-on-one, everybody with yeah. their head down on the yeah, table. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and I thought, when I saw that, total dad joke, if I was hosting that event and I got up in front and I was up on the mic, I'd be like, everybody, I just want to welcome you to the first ever tournament of magic, the gathering. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's there. Yeah. I get it because they've gathered. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I got, I got a kick out of that when I thought Man, of it. Man, if you like board games at all, just go one day. It's great. Marion, you would love it. No. <laughs> you're not you a gamer. Would, you're, never. you're the opposite of a gamer. No, you couldn't pay me enough to go to that. Yes. You have a lot of game cynicism. You, games are to, to you as the deep waters and the dark waters are yeah. to yes. Tyler. The only problem is you don't know what's below you in the dark waters. 
games, there's nothing. There's nothing surprising about games. I'm just as lost in games. I don't understand <laughs> them. I I don't know how yeah. to be when I am playing them. <laughs> I, I don't. All right. Well, no. I had a great time. Uh, but I'm really happy to be back with you two. I'm glad that we don't have a guest today, so we can just crack wise on the sermon and uh, the homework. I hope I did the right thing. <laughs> but what's new with you guys? That's what's new with me. What's new with you? I got nothing to update you on. I'm just you're, on you're vacation. Just vacation it's brain. Like, and and every time you you preach on the weekend, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah. This last week was getting ready for a sermon and trying to get ready for vacation, like trying to clear out my inbox, trying mm-hmm. to get everything yeah. taken care of. And I did it like better than I ever have. So you must feel good. You must I be feel sitting in a good really place. good. I feel really good. That's yeah. awesome. But Marin, your life. My life. Yeah, what's up with you? I went to see my mom. Um, I should say on Friday, my son had like a marching band showcase thing that was super cool. So it seems like kinda, this guy's now that he's in high school, there's something banned every day. Absolutely. And I was forewarned by other parents oh, so you're into who it. have blazed this trail you're before into me. It. Um, I'm really excited. I was brought to tears by their performance. Really? And, and it's not even a, a completed thing yet. They did uh, movement one and movement two. Um, but I just haven't been able to see what he's been working on mm-hmm. all summer. And to see it come together, I cried. Well, yeah, I okay. Could, so I that. is this going to be like a go to the football game kind of thing? Where you, Is that where it you'll is. see him or is it something else? It is a go to the football game kind of thing. So you're, it's a new lifestyle for me, for sure. Is this Hamilton Southeastern or is this Fishers? Uh, Fishers. So you're gonna you're an official Fishers marching band parent. Are you going to wear like the big butt, oversized button so with his face deal. on it and stuff? I have yeah. been looking for Fishers. Marching band swag at thrift stores like all summer long. Desi yeah. is currently rocking her thrift store yeah, Fisher's uh, sweatshirt hoodie. I'm finding good stuff and I'm finding it for cheap because I know how to shop. Mm-hmm. But I have not been able to find myself a decent piece of Fisher's swag at any thrift store. I really? even found an extra large like zip up pullover thing for Jed that says Fisher's band. Wow. I found it. But you for can't him. find yourself. Nothing, Nothing for, for you. myself. Nothing for you. That's a no. shame. So while I desperately want to be that mom. You could make your own. I could. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Stitch on. The- I say, I listened to the pod last week. I say you get one of those big oversized buttons with yeah. Jaden's sunburnt face on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. That would be great. Yeah. So yeah. Friday night was that and it was awesome. And we left um, late Friday night. We didn't even leave for my mom's until about 1030. But smooth ride out to my mom's and then stayed with her uh Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, took my mom eyebrow shopping. That was fun. That was fun. She's in chemo and so she's lost her hair and Mm -hmm. her eyebrows were thinning out. So it's something that I know she's kind of wanted to do for a while, but did not know how. I know we asked your wife, uh, Olivia, for advice. Oh, yeah. um, Because I don't know anything about products like that or anything. So I took my mom to Ulta and it sounds like she had the same reaction you had at Gen Con. We walked in. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like deer in headlights. I took her to a makeup artist who only does brows. Really? Brows are her thing. And mom was just like... I have to admit, I'm so overwhelmed right now. Like she, yeah. My mom is not a makeup person. Right. Yeah. Um, but the lady was super nice and she made all these products really accessible for my mom. And it was just such a fun thing, fun girly cool. thing. Um, me and Desi took mom. So that was super cool. Um, but then we had to drive to Ottawa, Illinois, which is another about hour and 45 minutes away from where my mom lives to visit my grandma. Mm-hmm. My grandma, uh, she lost a cat that she loved dearly Aww. this week. And so we went to go show grandma some love and some comfort. Um, How'd that go? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? Is, she a, is she a friend of the pod? Your grandma? Uh, I don't think grandma's a friend of the pod. Um, I love squirrel noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grandma was surprised to see us. Oh, she didn't know you were coming? Sneak attack. Wow. <laughs> Sneak Can't attack. Can't do that to grandma? Well, she's at that phase where she's kind of making excuses as to why we shouldn't come, but like the excuses keep changing. Wait, so, how do you get to that phase? Can I get to that phase? Well. <laughs> uh, you guys probably shouldn't come see me. I, I don't think it's a good night to hang out. Well, yeah. right. And then change your reason like yeah. every couple of minutes. Change why. So we just, we kind of went like as a well visit check as well. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Where we weren't really sure what to expect, but thankfully um, it was a really great visit. She um, was in good spirits and her house is immaculate. And wow. Um, she was, she wasn't annoyed by our presence. She took us on like a picture tour through her house. My grandma is a picture nut. She's got pictures everywhere. And so she was grabbing picture frames left and right. And remember when we did this and then this was when, and this is your great, 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 great. Like it was awesome. That's cool. So is she, is she in good health or what's, what's happening? Her health is declining. And so we're at, I mean, man, we're at the place where she really, shouldn't be living on her own anymore. And so between my dad and his sister, they're having to figure out what's going to be the next move for grandma and how to be convince grandma that this is a good move for her because she really doesn't want to leave her house. Um, But I mean, as all the listeners know, my mom is not well and that's a lot for my dad to have to deal with all at once. So our family's going through a ton. Yeah. Uh, You took a picture of your mom this weekend in the store mm-hmm. doing the eyebrow thing. Mm-hmm. She looks great. She does. I think she looks great. I mean, she's lost her hair, but I think, yeah. No, she's she's just gorgeous. Like yeah. hair, no hair. Like her strength shines through. Yeah. Her smile is beautiful. Yeah, she looked strong. Um, her attitude and her spirit is remarkable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a really good visit. Um, we decided to go um, as a family to visit the church I was brought up in. So oh, they haven't attended that church for probably maybe 10 years, maybe more. Why'd Um, you decide to go? You know, it was my mom's decision. I asked her, where do you want to go to church tomorrow? And um, there have been a lot of people from the church I was brought up in that have um, really surrounded my mom with support and love, Mm -hmm. um, dropping off groceries or, you know, just writing cards and encouragement, prayer, lots of, um, my mom, when I got back from Ukraine, told me a lot of stories, updates on her end of random people she would never expect that have been faithfully praying for her, you know, since they found out she Hmm. was diagnosed with cancer. So I think my mom just wanted to go to say thank you and to see these people in person and to give them a hug in person. Yeah. Um, so I had a really cool moment, um, and terrifying moment. Um, (laughs) The terrifying moment was you, you go to a church and they do the greet the person next to you situation. Yeah, that's the yeah. worst. We do it all the time. <laughs> I hate it. That is the Should worst. We apologize to all Grace congregants who are listening. Yeah. We're sorry for making you say hello to one another. Well, um, as an introvert, you're like, come on. <laughs> I just got here. I don't, you know. I, yeah. Well, sure. Well, I felt overwhelmed because they hadn't seen me in an even longer time from the last time they saw my mom. Mm-hmm. And so- you know, I didn't want to be distracting. Church was like getting underway, you know, but I was just swamped with people yeah. who wanted to hug and say hi, which is super awesome, but overwhelming. During and during the meet and greet in the middle of the service? Before the meet and greet. Oh, wow. And so they I'm standing there kind of like dreading the impending meet and greet yeah. because mm. there's going to be a lot of hugging. Yeah. Um, and hugging's okay. Wait, are you a hugger? You're a hugger. I'm not real. No, I'm You're not? not. No. Have, have we ever hugged? 
I'm not a hugger. No, but. Never be like, hey, Tyler, how does, nice to see you. Hug? No. Never. Did, did we hug when you got back from Ukraine? I don't think so. At the birthday party? Well, if we did, I did not initiate. <laughs> and I definitely didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it was the meet and greet time. And um, their worship leader, um, I've known him since he was a kid. He came to where I was standing and said, well, pastor wants to know uh, if you'll come share a song with us. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, Having come right off of Ukraine, you're like, yeah. I can do this. Well, and that's what I told them. I, I thought he was joking. And so I gave him like the old, hey, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, like, why would you laugh at but that? But before the meet and greet like <laughs> was even over, I heard the pastor from the pulpit say, we have a special guest in the room. We're going to invite yep. her Ooh. got him. and her kids to come up. And, <laughs> and Jed, her kids. Well, Jed stayed back to work this weekend, so it was just me <laughs> and the kids. And so they handed Jaden a microphone. Oh, man. And they gave me a guitar, and it was just go time, you know? Wow. And between my pew and the stage, I had to determine what song I was about no to way. sing. No <laughs> way. Jaden would join me because he's just that flexible and oh that cool. Oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, I was able to tell them um, a brief kind of synopsis of what I did in Ukraine and how the name of the game is just flexibility. And here <laughs> I am again, another exercise in flexibility. The only um, thing worse than a meet and greet is a meet and come sing worship yeah, for us. Right. <laughs> right. It's Sunday. It's par for the course. I guess Man. I should have expected it. Um, That's funny. I, I expect that in other countries because often yeah, I'll be in places sure. and they'll be like, um, Pastor Barry, will you come preach sure. for us? And I'm like, wait, now? And I have to write a three point <laughs> outline on my way yeah. up. To yeah. the bu- but this well, is in other cultures as well. So like, sure. if, I know if I if if I go to some. African-American churches that I'm well connected with, it's like a act of, uh, honor. Sure. You know, they would invite me to come up and And share share a song or a couple of words or whatever. So just different churches and different cultures that is normal for them. Um, but I know I wasn't expecting that to happen. Not, not at all. Um, and then I think for me beyond the music part, that's not that scary. It's the speaking part. That's just like, like what, well, the, what, what am I going to say? And like what the song means to you or something? No, just what am I going to say? I, I could tell these, I could update them about my move here. You know, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I've got years of catching up to do with this congregation in particular. Yeah. Um, cause it's where I was brought up as a child, you know? So there's literally years of catching up that we could do. So what is it that the Lord would want me to share right now in this moment and go, um, <laughs> And one of those things was I, I stood next to my mom that morning during the musical worship before the meet and greet, before I was put on the spot and all that stuff. And the sound of my mother's voice, I, I know I've mentioned it on this podcast. She was just in a coma. She just had a breathing tube down her throat and all this stuff. And when they took the breathing tube out, she did not sound like herself. Hmm. She, I said it before, she sounded like she sucked a tank of helium and five packs of cigarettes. Like her voice was trashed, Hmm. but standing in church yesterday, her voice is angelic. Hmm. And just, I'm taken by the fact that I'm hearing my mom sing. Yeah. I mean, not only am I like she's alive and she's standing next to me yeah. and we're in church, but I'm hearing her voice again, just mm. wash over me like it did when I was a little kid. And we just happened to be seated in like our section, like where we yeah. always mm-hmm. sat yeah. as a family when I was a kid. Um, so that was just like the most triumphant, wonderful 
man, look at God's faithfulness. Like it just felt like a giant hug from God. Um, so yesterday was super, super cool. Then we got to go out to lunch with some, uh, longtime family friends, including the lawyer who helped my father adopt me. So wow. super, big super time weekend. Wow. Big time weekend. All that happened I saw in the, two days. I saw the Mission Impossible movie yesterday. <laughs> yeah. so. No, it's cool. It was not quite I'm a just, hug I'm from happy. God. It That's was awesome. really a wonderful visit back home. Cool. Wow. All right, so something that we've been putting off, and I don't even know if listeners care about this anymore, but I care. Yeah. So <laughs> we we when Marin went to Ukraine, we said you have to tell us about your Banya experience. And for those who don't know uh, what Banya even is, we'll explain it here in a second. But it's one of those things that's kind of like a rite of passage if you sure. ever go visit and serve at. Uh, mission to Ukraine. Um, they have a, b- a bunch of folks in their um, community that regularly go to this thing that they call Banya. And so I've been to it multiple times. Barry's been to it multiple times. Marin, you had your first experience. Can you please start off by explaining what that was like? Okay. No. And I'm, I guess I'm kind of curious to see if it's the same for you. Cause I know like okay. men and women Banya separately, Yeah. Yeah. you know, and I would say it's the only thing that I could relate it to that I've seen on television and documentaries is like a Turkish bath. Like it's a bath, mm-hmm. bath house, like, but it's yeah. kind of a, a communal experience that, yeah. that oh, yeah. people will do together. Families will do, or it's usually like a Ukrainian guy has converted his garage mm-hmm. into yeah. a sauna and a pool ice. pool of ice cold pool yeah okay <laughs> yes. so continue okay <laughs> yeah so it's um i went with a team a women of grace team that went and this was something that our hosts wanted to do for us like mm-hmm. that we would enjoy yeah. and it's a special experience and very um you know culturally relevant in ukraine so uh, we had two hosts. One was our interpreter and one um, is uh, a woman who does not speak English, but um, she runs like the crisis pregnancy leg of Mission uh-huh. to Ukraine. And so those two wonderful women took us for this Banya experience. And it was exactly that. It was like a converted garage. Yeah, you show up to some guy's house yes. in the dark and all of a sudden he opens this like steel gate and you're like, I am getting kidnapped right now. What is happening? <laughs> but it was beautiful inside. Yeah. So Once you get inside, it's great. It sure. was beautiful. So you walk in and the first thing you see is like a little swimming pool of sorts. And then a sauna was off to the right and a little area to shower. Mm-hmm. And then we had an upstairs level that had a pool table mm-hmm. and a television and uh, yeah. snacks and all that stuff. So our hosts had brought fresh fruit and just things to make it as spa-like mm-hmm. and fun as possible. Yeah. Okay. I was nervous. I was nervous because you guys told me a lot that sounded super weird, like getting hit with sticks and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then the people on my team that had been there before did plenty to make me nervous talking about getting hit with sticks and all this stuff. So, <laughs> okay. You have to like, you know, when you go to any public pool and they make you like shower off before you go in a pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. You shower off before you go in the, I think we start, yeah, you start with the sauna. So you get all sweaty and your pores open up. Yep. But then they want you to like completely submerge yourself in an ice cold pool. Like not warm. I, I don't swim very often. (laughs) 
because I don't enjoy the process of getting into the water. Oh, I so really this don't. Would be, scared. I am very scared. Yeah, this is literally just the process of getting in the water, and that's all it is. It's not yeah. even about being in the water. No, and usually if I if I am you know forced to go to a pool, take my kids there or whatever, one toe at a time. It's kind of like Tyler and the and the not going in the lake. That's me not going in the pool. Well, you just yeah. Just don't do it. No, yeah. but when you're here, you don't have a choice. It's like. Yeah, peer pressure, man. Jump in. Well, and they probably would not have peer pressured me. Yeah. But they don't know you two. And I knew that I had to come back <laughs> yeah. and answer to both of you. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got so you jumped in. I jumped in. Let's right. take this one like at a, a time. Thousand tiny the knives. sauna part Sauna's great. is like, as Dave would say, Gehenna hot. I right? Hope that's cool. I'm fine with Gehenna hot. How really? hot was it? Did you get the temperature? I don't I didn't get the temperature. I did burn the bottom of my legs. So that's, yeah, that's it was know. pretty darn hot. Where okay. like you touch your head and you you swear your hair is on fire. Yeah. Is and it I'm that totally hot? You're fine, fine with, with that. that. Do you wear right. those like little wool caps? Yes. Put a wool cap on. And that so you're sitting in this sauna, but it, it is the hottest sauna I've personally ever been in. So mm-hmm. you're sitting in there and at least for the people I've ever gone with, they're like, let's see who can stay in the longest. Right. And <laughs> and guys do tend to, they end up firing it hotter and hotter okay. yeah. as, a, as a sort of like a one-upsmanship yeah. thing. And I got to the point, one, one, of the, one of the ones I went to was so hot that literally every single person could only stay in there for three and a half, yeah. four minutes without having to leave because they were afraid for their life. Yeah. That's how hot it was. So one of the first times I went, I used to bring students on mission trips over to Ukraine and one of the students went in there and he immediately started uncontrollably drooling. (laughs) Like he walked in, we shut the door and I look at him and there's just like drool pouring out of his mouth. And I'm like, dude, I think you might. He's like, he didn't know that it was happening. He he could not feel his face. It was that hot. Okay. And so amazing. So we're all sitting in there. And you're basically sitting in there as long as you can take it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you get out and immediately jump into an ice cold pool or the snow if it's in winter. Okay. You you run outside and you jump into the snow. Mm -mm. And then you feel like you're going to pass out because you're lightheaded. Right. Your Mm -hmm. your heart doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband grew up doing this like at some farm thing that his parents would take him to in the summer times and his dad built a sauna mm-hmm. and it was right off the lake and he swears it's the most wonderful thing to like be in a sauna and then dive into the lake yeah. and then get back in the sauna so I kind of expected that while I'm terrified and jumping into an ice cold mm-hmm. body of water is never my idea of a good time <laughs> it's going to feel good eventually uh-huh. right well yeah no oh <laughs> never okay did, you didn't did, did you, you never got used to it no Okay, so for me, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. The hot, cold, like, it's it's kind of annoying, but I can deal with it. Then, like, the second time you get in the sauna, you're there for, like, three hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, a... Yeah, it's back and forth, back and forth, and sauna, you, you water, get, you sauna, go out, water. And then you go out and hang out and eat some fruit and mm-hmm. talk, and then you go yeah. back in and get in the pool, go back out. Yeah. Some people spend the night there, but... Really? Yeah. And so you're starting to get acclimated to the, the process. And then all of a sudden a Ukrainian dude comes in there mm-hmm. with the wool hat on and these gloves. And he's like, all right. And it's just you in there by right. yourself <laughs> and him. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, lay on your stomach. And so in the middle of like a fire, you're laying <laughs> down on your stomach. And then he pulls these branches out of the, out of this 
bucket, bucket of, water. of water. Yeah. And he's waving them all around. And they've got so tons they of leaves like, on them. They look like eucalyptus branches. Sure. Like tons of little leaves. So it's not like it's not like being hit with a broomstick. Right. It's softened. I, I described it. It's not so much like a hitting. It's more of like a, a shaking. A, a whap. Well, like a gentle whap. Well, what the guys do. I've I've done I've done it enough time to know enough times to kind of get some of the strategy. I've actually done the shaking myself now, and what it is, it's not so much about the 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 hitting and the violence. It's about the the moving of the air. Mm -hmm. So when you shake the leaves above the body, it gets like it opens like a furnace of air on the on the skin. It's and you, unbelievably and you trap the hot air onto the body yeah, of the person you, that you're and hitting. And then you do hit them and slap Yeah, there was them, an like, art to it. I saw her like reaching up to get the hottest air from the top of the oh, sauna yeah. and, and pull, pull it, it down. down. Mm. And so it hurts whap, like crazy whap you because with it's so it. hot. Right. Um, no, I didn't think that it hurt. Like it, it was kind of... It wasn't painful because again, it was like a gentle whapping. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, if I turned my head to the side, cause we are laying on our stomachs. Like if you're like at, you know, getting a massage or something. So if you turn your head to the side, you're going to get clipped in the eye. Like I learned that you, you can't do that. <laughs> See, this does not sound like the, yeah, this just is, straight uh, down. I don't know what you went to, but that doesn't sound like Banya. Like, really? for, like when I do Banya, <laughs> like my main goal is to see how long I can go before like, you die groaning out loud yeah. from the what? from the pain of the of the sticks or of the, of the, the heat the branches okay. with the sticks, and the, with the branches like if i can go the whole time without audibly like losing control of my ability to, yeah. to like hold my voice in i've i've wow. proven something I've myself got a really <laughs> high tolerance for heat i have oh, no tolerance for cold really none well so another time i brought my brother-in-law into banya and he was probably 17 or 18 when we went. And while I, I was like, I'm going to be the one hitting you with the sticks because this is going to be awesome. Uh, you're For all the knucklehead things you've done this past week, I'm going to take it out on you in Banya. <laughs> uh, and then another guy made the room way too hot. He just came in and just kept pouring like peppermint oil uh-huh. on the stones and so you're breathing in and it feels like the hot air is inside your sinuses <laughs> yeah. and exploding yeah. right and then he's pouring steam on the rocks and all this stuff so everything's getting really 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 hot and to the point where he my brother-in-law felt like his skin was burning and instead of me i was just like winging <laughs> wet, like flinging the branches all over and he was just screaming he was like just hit me just hit me he was like begging me to hit him so he could get out and jump in the ice bucket that's what banya is to me yeah okay the very first time i went to banya this was my very first time to ukraine and i was i did banya and no one had explained what it was and all i the only person i had with me who spoke a lick of english was my house the my host family's brother my host brother named Taras and he's fluent now, but at the time his English wasn't phenomenal. And so nobody explained what it was. We just show up at this random, and this was like a real sketchy Banya. And, and he just like tells me, all right, go on in, opens the door. And there's a bunch of Ukrainian people, men in there. And they're just like, close the door. And in in (laughs) Ukrainian, I go and sit in and no one, no one explained anything to me. Right. And all we had to like refreshments, we had like a standing room only, no pool. It was just a literally a bucket right. you'd pull and it would pull yeah. water on you. Right. And the only things we had for refreshment were kvass, which is like this liquefied rye bread taste yeah. and nasty it's stuff. It's not that great. And 
birch tree sap. That was all we what? had for refreshments. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. Yeah, I did hear about the buckets. And oh. so I do realize this was a very luxurious banya. And it oh, was yeah. it was very special. This particular small pool of water, ice cold water, had jets in it. So at one point, <laughs> our interpreter said, would you like the bubbles? And we're like, bubbles? It's literally like a freezing cold hot tub. Yeah. Freezing cold, yeah. jets, bubbles, just... To me, that is like, that's painful. Yeah. That is like synonymous with painful. It Ice, is painful, cold but you sleep, the, hurts. you sleep the best you've ever slept, I bet. I did not. Oh, Marin, then I'm you didn't sorry, do it y'all. right. You didn't Ice do it right. Ice cold water is not for me, but I was a good sport. You didn't have a good sleep that I night? I dove in, I think, three times. Three times I did it. Now, yeah. there were others in my group, Jan. Perigen, who could mm-hmm. just soak in that water for extended periods of time, <laughs> yeah. unfazed. Like yeah, some yeah, yeah. people are just made for cold water. Yeah. I am not made for cold nope. water. I'll tell you who is made for Banya. Ken Nay. The first time I ever went to Banya, Ken Nay, he's attended Grace Church here for a long time. Uh, I'm getting ready. And what that means is you're basically like stripping down, putting a towel, like getting a towel, that kind of stuff. I walk in and you can see into the sauna and I look in and Ken is literally in there already doing sit-ups. <laughs> the sauna? Yeah. It's like 500 degrees in there and he's in there doing sit-ups. Trying like, to get his blood pumping yeah, or something. I'm like, okay, Ken, we get it. You can do Banya. Like we get it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, banya, Banya, Banya. So we got to keep moving because we're already 40 minutes into oh, this thing. But, That's embarrassing. Yeah. So. Um, let's talk about the sermon. All right. We talked, Barry, you were here. You gave the message last weekend. Talked about the law, the law, you know, riveting stuff, riveting (laughs) reading material. And you nailed it at the beginning. You said, uh, cause this, this is what I've done this year. It's like, all right, I'm going to read the whole Bible in, um, in order. Cover to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Cover to cover. Starting in January. Well, as soon as I get to Leviticus, I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I'm still in Leviticus and it's it's August. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I love that you said that, that you opened yeah. with that because so many hands went up yeah. when you said that, including my own. Like, yeah. yes, yeah, I have done hard. just that. So Old Testament law, what, uh, what do you, what do you need people to know about this? Yeah. Let's see if I can remember what I preached about. Uh, I, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that it is boring. However... It's not irrelevant. There's actually a reason why it's in our Bibles, and it's for a pretty significant reason. So the first thing I did was try to explain what the law is. So I talked a lot about why the law even exists, uh, and essentially putting it in a nutshell is um, God was trying to rescue the world from the rebellion of humanity. He wanted to restore it back to the way it was. And mm-hmm. so his way of doing that to begin was to choose a people, a people group that he would then set apart and show how to live differently to create a new, a new vision of society that they could live in a way that, that would ultimately fulfill the covenant to Abraham and bless the nations, mm-hmm. pick the Israelites for that. And he gave them the law, the law of Moses to do that. They had a really hard time following it, but that law began the process, which ultimately led to Jesus, who was able to fulfill the law in a way that the people of God to that point had not. Mm. So I talked about that. I talked about the fact that, um, yeah, that's the first reason to read the law, that it's when you understand it and you understand how the Israelites kept rebelling against it, it helps to 
helps you understand why Jesus had to come in the first place. And, who, mm. and it's a story that leads to him. And the second reason is because many of these laws, even though they're very irrelevant to us, I joked a lot about oxen and all mm-hmm. the laws about the, even though those have nothing to do with modern life, they do give us a glimpse into God's intentions, his heart for justice, his, his desire for a way of living in the world that when we dig into, we can begin to understand deeper truths that ultimately lead to our lives potentially being changed as well. Even though we're not following the exact law, the sure. laws can actually influence us by showing us what God intended for his people yeah. so many years ago. I feel like it would have been impossible to follow the law, no matter who you were. Well, yeah. Because like, there's laws in there about like getting haircuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... What women can and can't grab when other men are in a fight, you know, yeah. like what they can do. That's right. that. It's like a little much when I'm reading this. I'm like, who's who's following these laws? There's no way everybody could follow these laws. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, from the very beginning, and I didn't really get into this in the sermon, but from the very beginning, uh, and this is where we, I think we get it wrong a lot when we think about the law. Um, this was not meant to be a... Um, what it was, was it was God showing them, this is what it looks like to be set apart. Mm. And, and so it, even in the law is built in the idea. Like, I know you're going to break the law. I know you're going to mess up and here's how you become right with me. Okay. That's what that whole animal sacrifice system was all about. It, at the time it was, this is the way to make things right because I know you're going to mess up. So even from the beginning, it was never like God is not was not like what you mean you didn't follow yeah, it perfectly. Right. He knew I they were see that you boiled it. that goat in its mother's milk. Right, yeah. right, and <laughs> now you're going to get punished. Yeah, against against the law. <laughs> yeah, I like how you said that in your sermon that you made an analogy about if someone got kicked in the face by a donkey. Right, and even though there is no uh, written law or precedent for well, when one gets kicked by a donkey, you know, right. but that the law served as uh, something to help us understand the heart of justice, and right. that we can look at laws pertaining to oxen and see, you know, um, what did you say? Like the heart of justice. I'm trying to remember yeah. how you put it. Yeah, but. this was a window into God's vision for justice. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think is kind of cool because if God had been less trusting of us, he would have given us a comprehensive law that covered every possible circumstance or given, not given us, given the Israelites. But instead he trusted that your, you Israelites, your rulers, your judges are going to make just decisions based on what I show you in this law. Mm-hmm. He gave them that level of autonomy, which is, yeah, it's awesome. Do you have any, I don't know what sound clips you have. Do you have any from the mm-hmm. sermon? Then there was one um, where you kind of compared and contrasted uh, in a world where women were property. In the Israelites mm-hmm. world, women were to have dignity and rights. In right. a world where refugees were enslaved and starved, the Israelites were to show refugees shelter and to feed them. And you just went on and on comparing yeah. and contrasting what it was that was going to make the Israelites set apart. Right. Remembering that this is the ancient world. And so even though we would look at the law and say, wow, the way they treat women is really backwards and really old. It's like old fashioned. It's not very good in the ancient world. It was extraordinarily provocative. Sure. Like it was way, way, way ahead of its time, which is, which is interesting. Most people shave their sideburns in the uh, ancient world. 
Israelites, not allowed. See, yeah, that's your favorite super provocative. one. That's your favorite. That's the only one I know. I'm going to keep I, going back the, to it. The not wearing uh, clothes woven of oh, two kinds of thread. That's, that's my right. favorite Levitical law. That's I didn't right. get into that in the sermon. Choose your favorite. There's a whole bunch of stuff I didn't get into about w- things that really we don't even think this way anymore. But there was a way of thinking about objects in the world or items, some of them being uh, pure or, or impure, clean or unclean. And then there's holy and, and ordinary objects. And like, there's this whole grid of thinking that we don't even think about. Everything's just, yeah. it's just a thing. But to them, there was a whole, there was a clear delineation between this and that. And so a lot of the law, which is kind of lost on us, but a lot of the law is about helping the Israelites figure out how to, what to do in the case of interacting with an unclean object, mm-hmm. how to, how all because the idea of God's holiness being something that cannot abide something that is impure or unclean. So how do we interact with a God that can't allow our impurity into his presence? And it's just this whole, so stuff that we don't, it doesn't really ring many bells with us because it's not justice the way we think of justice. Like what do you do if someone murders someone? That's what we think of as justice, but that's a big part of the law. I just didn't touch on it because I didn't want to muddy the waters any further, but anyway. It would be, they should make a movie of like an ancient person coming to modern day to see like this, this would be a terrible movie, but they should make something where it's like uh ancient person breaking every law in 2018, not by any like choice, but like right. we would look at them in 2018 and be like, you treat your women that way. That's uh you're breaking the law. Right. right. They look at us as like, you're getting a haircut on the side of your head. So, yeah, that's all I want to know. You're getting a haircut <laughs> on the side of your head. Breaking the law. We got to talk about that. Right. It's it's just fascinating to me how, like, to them, we would be completely sinful. And to us, they would be completely sinful. Right. It's crazy. Right. And, which is, but that's such an important thing to remember, that this yeah. law, while being a law that was given from God to the people of God, was rooted in a specific time and a specific place. Right. And so if you lift these laws out and try to make them hmm. permanent and universal across time, you're going to end up making big mistakes. You're going to end up saying yeah. things that don't. Um, that said, what you look at like the Sermon on the Mount. I didn't, again, I wish I had more time. I, I could do a whole sermon series on this. This is your time. This is the time. This is it for all the people listening to the pod. But you look at the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus talks about, you know, I haven't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. And then he gives all of these commands where he says, you've heard it said, you've heard the law that says, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, says, don't murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, don't even hate somebody. And what he is doing there is he's saying, yeah, the law itself is is just a way of helping the Israelites find their identity. But what lies behind the law is mm-hmm. God's heart for the world, which goes so far beyond any of those individual laws to yeah. something far deeper. So, which is what I was trying to get to mm-hmm. with that whole, the the one law that we looked at, the whole idea of um, the Sabbath year mm-hmm. of letting your crops rest once every seven years. Um, that was about crops, for the ancient world, but it was really about a way of living that goes way deeper than that, which actually still applies to us today. So you could say we are not bound to the words of the law of Moses, but we are bound to the spirit of the law of Moses that lies behind it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. we'll transition here in a second, but that's actually a great segue to the homework for this week. I probably picked two that were a little too similar, didn't I? No way. I don't think so. I think, I think the homework very closely reinforced the the message you were trying yeah, to Yeah, because the homework's like, 
I mean, I walk away from the sermon. I'm like, yeah, I, I still, when I'm reading this, I still, I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but because it's so similar, you have some, some I can tools be like, to be okay, able to say, okay, yeah, maybe the same thing's happening here, uh, in Leviticus. But before we get there, I want to talk about, um, you, you talked about the world in front of the text here and you said, these laws are a way of enough. Yeah. Yeah. Can you briefly explain what that means? Yeah. Uh, I mean the idea, I, I kind of tried to paint the picture that when you look at the world of the text of that whole Sabbath year law, you see a bunch of different laws about the land and all of them taken together, I, I put it this way. I said, they paint a picture of living very differently than other people in the ancient world. I said, um, people are meant to, the Israelites were meant to live and and share what they had with others, even those who are outside of their tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were meant to live in harmony with their land and with their animals and with each other. It was this sort of harmonious way of living that wasn't exploitative. And then this one, which I think is really provocative for us today, is that they were expected to build their wealth with great restraint. So trusting that you were not, you were going to let God provide for you in the sixth year so that the seventh year you wouldn't even touch your crops for a whole year. That would require an insane amount of trust. Mm -hmm. And it would, it would basically say, I'm not in this to build giant barns full of grain that I never have to rely on God. I'm actually choosing to rely on God the whole time so that, what I have is enough and God will give me everything else I need. And an insane amount of diligence. Like sure. That's something that struck me. Like that's a really cool promise that God gave. Hey, if you plant your crops for six years, yeah, the hey, sixth year you will be get enough. a whole year off on the seventh year and right. let the land rest. But the sixth year is going to be enough to carry you through three years. Yeah. Can you imagine how much work that would have been? Right. To have to, to store all that on the sixth to make sure that you're actually harvesting it all and not to eat it all. And have a giant feast at the end of the sixth year, but to have enough. Sure. And I think that it's a picture of how trusting in God and diligence go hand in hand. Yeah. Hmm. I just wonder, like the first time that they were going to try to live out this law, they get to the sixth year, they have this huge bumper crop because God promised it. I'm imagining it's not in scripture, but, and I, I wonder if they're like, wow, this is awesome. We're finally here in the land. We finally have our place. Let's have a huge feast. And they just feasted for weeks. Yeah. And that's all where the we got Thanksgiving. Food yeah, coma. Exactly. And then the seventh year rolls around and they're like, oh, feed me. <laughs> <laughs> At the, then the seventh year comes around. They're like, oh, shoot. Guys, we ate all our bread. <laughs> and they're uh, like, well, but... Next time. Next time. Next seven years Purely from now. Purely hypothetical. Purely hypothetical. <laughs> Can't imagine anyone doing that. Um, but you you talked about world in front of, and um, you asked everybody, do you have margin? Like what what's your margin? Um, and it's kind of it seems like these laws today could be treated as like a mechanism to remind us that there needs to be boundaries. Yeah, there needs to be boundaries um, because if you if you and this goes to Leviticus nineteen, our homework for this week. Mm-hmm. It's like. There is good in holding back and creating boundaries and yeah. not going all out. Right. Because that's not the point. Like you said, the point is to trust God. Right. With this kind of stuff. And so you talked about, think about the margin, think about um, what is enough for you or do you, is what God is giving you enough? Are you treating it that way? And as I was listening, I was like, man, that. I, I kind of tend to burn the candle at both ends a lot of times. Yeah. And 
I don't even think about what's enough and I don't even think about my margins and I'm just going, going, going. And I, that all of a sudden like made everything about what you were saying about the law. Like, Oh yeah, this does totally apply to me because I don't have margin and this is telling people that they need to have margin. Right. To trust God. Right. Yeah. That was cool. Wow. I, yeah, I, I wish, again, I wish we could just dig in because there's so, there's so much depth here. Honestly, may, I don't know if we're ready for this. Someday let's do a whole sermon series on the law and we'll just look at like the top five laws <laughs> and like what they have to say to our world today. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll do that someday. I mean, I was surprised at how interesting this study became. I was not expecting it when I knew what the subject was. And like you said, you know, it's kind of okay to walk in here and feel like the law, Mm -hmm." you know, guys like my little bring your own blanket. That was, yeah, that was nice. You, you were a chock full of jokes. Rare form. It was good, man. The first 10 (laughs) minutes I was like, Barry is on all cylinders today. I will tell you what happened. I did the homework before I watched the sermon. I was with my mom. Oh, yeah. I tried to live stream it yesterday. For some reason, I couldn't get it. I don't know if it was, you know, me and computers. It's probably just me. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I I did the homework and then came here and um, my my kids aren't in school yet. So they're both here with me today. Um, And they were loving every second of it, checking out, doing their own thing. And I had my headphones on to watch the sermon and to take notes. Like five minutes into your sermon, I took my headphones off and I unplugged them and I said, kids, I'm going to take 35 minutes of your time. Like you need to come and watch this. Partly because I said, what did you learn from yesterday's sermon? We were at my home church and uh, they couldn't remember a thing. They couldn't remember a thing because they were thumbing through the hymnal the entire time. Yeah. And I get it. Hymnals are cool. Probably because they were shell shocked because they didn't know they had to get up in front of everybody and give give the word of the day. There's a video on my Facebook of that whole moment. Like it's it's nine minutes of, oh my goodness. And poor Desi, (laughs) Desi stood there the whole time Jaden and I sang this song. In hindsight, I should have dismissed her and let her sit down. But the poor girl just stood stood there. She stood there Uh, and she kind of mildly clapped her her hands to the no. She said it was the most painful nine minutes of her life. Of course she doesn't remember anything after that. all on Facebook for you to see. (laughs) Yes. Um, But no, five minutes into your sermon, I'm like, the kids are going to love this. It's you, you grabbed our attention. You held their attention. Desi drew, uh, not for you, but she, she illustrated the sermon a little bit. Yes. This is, um, when you said that God wanted to uh, restore a broken world. So she drew God, the builder. Oh, the world is Um, crying. She said, this is a giant crack, (laughs) crack in the world. Ooh, crab. That's not good. God's God's fixing it. Giant crab on the world. No, no crack in the world. Like it's breaking apart. All that to say, like it was important for me to have them, watch that yeah, message right on. and that they enjoyed it and took something from it. And it was great. So the law, yeah. I, I would not say gather around children. We're going to listen to a sermon on the law. Yeah. Right. But in right. this case, I did really exciting. I was surprised. I w- you know, the more that I studied, um, what we'll, we'll get to our homework, the more that I studied that, the more it led me to other things, the more it did what I believe you had intended for it to do for us to see God's heart in the law yeah. and not just the laws themselves. Right. Well, good. That makes me feel yeah. great. Yeah. Great times. So let's get to the homework. All right. It's Leviticus 19, nine through 10, right? Yep. Okay. I'll read this and then we can just crack wise on it. Uh, when you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields and do not pick up 
what the harvesters drop. It is the same with your grape crop. Do not strip every last bunch of grapes from the vines and do not pick up the grapes that fall to the ground. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. Yeah. So I read this a day after we were up in Michigan and there's like tons of blueberry fields. Oh, sure. And so they went out and picked a bunch of blueberries. There's a bunch of pictures of Milo, my son, picking blueberries off the bushes and eating them. And it's cute. But you're looking at the ground, and I've been to like apple orchards when it's time to uh, fall and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. And there's tons and tons of fruit on the ground. Now, the quality of it, you're like, eh, I don't want any of that. But right. there's tons of it. And so I'm thinking of um, that when I'm reading this, and I'm like, uh, it's cool that God, it seems like the farmers are not supposed to harvest everything. Right. And the purpose of that is so that other people can benefit from that. Yeah. So that's really cool. I've literally seen this in action in India in rural India Mm. where the world is basically unchanged from the, from the ancient world in many ways. It's kind of amazing. I was in a small village called Sadula Kela and we were out. It was just me and uh, Deshpande and, or uh, yeah, Deshpande, an Indian friend of mine. And we were walking through the fields, walking around the village and out in the village were uh, a pair of gypsy women who didn't have any land or property of their own. Um, they were very poor and they were walking through the field, picking up whatever had fallen during the harvest when they had harvested before they were picking it up off the ground. And that was going to be the grain that they gave their family that mm. night. And I was like, Oh my word, <laughs> there, yeah. it is, there it is right in front of me. So this is a real thing. If you don't have land, you can't grow crops, right? How are you going to feed your family? So, from the very beginning, God wants uh, people to follow him and care for the poor. Yeah. That's it. And he still wants that. And he still wants us not to be greedy with all of our stuff. Because the farmers easily could have been like, nah, we're good. And we're going to harvest everything. Right. But the law says, don't do that. Because the poor need stuff. Because the foreigners need stuff. Right. He still wants us to have um, enough, like you were saying, but not too much. Right. And I think, I don't know, man. I... Uh, that that um, impacted me in a way that reading the Bible uh, in a year never would have, you know, like <laughs> right. in, in February, I never would have been like, oh yeah, that's what I, I skipped right over that yeah, part. Yeah, it would have been really easy to skip over. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I read a, a cross reference um, of Deuteronomy 24 saying essentially the same thing? Sure. Um, it adds one thing. Um that stuck out to me. Uh, so it's Deuteronomy 24, 19 to 22. When you are harvesting in your field and you overlook a sheaf, do not go back to get it. Leave it for the foreigner, the fatherless and the widow so that the Lord, your God may bless you in all the works of your hands. And when you beat olives from your trees, do not go over the branches a second time. Leave what remains for the foreigner, the fatherless and the widow. When you harvest the grapes in your vineyard, Do not go over the vines again. Leave what remains Hmm. for the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. And then this is the part that stuck out to me. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. This is why I command you to do this. Yeah. And so for me, the homework was telling me to remember my need and remember, you know, but for the grace of God, why wouldn't it be me, Mm -hmm. you know, that was homeless or that was poor or that was uh, a refugee but for the grace of God and, and, and to, to identify 
like as the refugee. He's mm-hmm. telling them to remember you were once a slave in a foreign land. You right. were once foreigners. Which, which. Go ahead, New King James. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which brings into some really interesting light the idea of why God would allow the Israelites to be enslaved. We talked about this a little bit before. In some ways, that experience of slavery came to shape their very purpose as a nation going forward. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they missed that and they lost it and they kept making mistakes. But like from the beginning, they were a rescued people, a liberated people to be liberators for the rest of the world, mm-hmm. bring liberation and freedom for those who don't have it. It's it's right from the very beginning. It didn't start with Jesus. It yeah. started with the law. It started yeah. with the rescue. And of this Egypt. is where this got super cool for me. Did this, did your studies lead you down any other like trails? Mine led me to Ruth and Boaz. I'm like, uh, where, have love I, story. where have I seen this described in scripture before? And it's when Ruth is a foreigner Yeah. and Naomi, her mother-in-law, you know, tells her to go to the field and glean from behind the harvesters, Yeah. whatever falls. And so mm-hmm. there yeah. it is, you know, um, and ultimately, uh, she and Boaz, uh, they get married. They have a baby named Obed, who has a baby named Jesse, who has a baby named David. So this whole concept of gleaning and leaving margin, Jesus comes through the line of yeah. Ruth the foreigner. Yeah. Who hmm. was out there, you know, being one of the people that was helped by this law yeah. of leaving margin for the, the poor and yeah. the foreign. She didn't make it that far in the power rankings, though. She didn't. <laughs> With the Bible character yeah. craziness, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then, but yeah, and then you take this into the prophets, and you you start to understand why the prophets were so darn angry, because all what they go back to again and again is you're abusing the poor and the foreigner among you. You're not providing for the widow and for the orphan. You are. You're, you're building giant mansions for yourself and you're storing up huge amounts of wealth and grain without, with, by neglecting the people who are around you. Yes. It's like, this is, this is the number one reason that the prophets are all worked up Yeah, is that they, the, the heart behind these laws are not being followed in Israel. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the exile happens. And did you see my fun fact? Did you look <laughs> at the fun fact? There's a place in, I want, I've already forgot the reference. I want to say second Kings or something, or maybe it's in Chronicles where, Someone, one of the prophets, Isaiah, somebody, I don't remember who, Jeremiah, somebody says that the- Oh, uh, what's his face? Oh, what's his face says that the length of the exile has to do with the number of Sabbath years that were neglected. Yeah. So the land can actually rest for the years that it was supposed to rest. Whoa. Kind of interesting. What? Yeah. That was a uh, Second Chronicles thirty six. Second Chronicles. On, we, it's the app notes. Um, you had it as a fun fact. Yeah. 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 Second Chronicles thirty six suggests that one of the reasons for the Babylonian exile was to let the land rest for seventy years to make up for all the Sabbath years that had been ignored. Yeah. Man. That interesting. Dang. We should do that now. What? It's like uh, you uh, you you've been working a lot. And uh, you didn't take any Sabbath, so now you got to make up for all that. And go take, you know. You'd you'd probably take like a like a one year vacation at yeah, this point, man. right? Yeah. Oh, another great thing. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, anything we need to know about like world of or I'm I feel like we've talked about it, but world in front of what 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 does this guy what does this mean to you guys? Well, one one of the things that I kind of came across in some digging I did. There was no specific 
allotment for how big that margin could be. Right. Along the, the sides of edge. the field. Yeah, define edge. How long is that? Exactly. Right. So essentially, like, you can give as much as you want. Yeah. Now, there was a defined uh, minimum. Like, you have to leave at least this much, mm-hmm. but you can you can give a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. and, and I'm sure that that, that was on purpose yeah. <laughs> to be so generous. I had this thought. I've, I've never done this, but I know there's uh, some app or some some program you can use which allows you to save all of the change yeah jed's doing that oh yeah where it's like if you spend you know 79 cents then it'll save 21 cents Mm -hmm. capital whatever yeah so you could do that and instead of saving it give it it would end up probably being a lot of money but Mm -hmm. if you're you know if you spend 9.99 a cent of that ten dollars a little much but a cent of that dollar will go towards ten dollars will go to your next thing. I don't know, like well, and that that bears the question: What does margin look like in right, my life? Right, if I am to leave margin if it's that important to the heart of God that I, um, I love what you said about, um, living in a way of peace, a way of rest, a way of enough. Yeah, what I, I think I have enough. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I think I have more than enough. So can I have some? How, yeah, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> how can I make margin in my life? Uh, what does that look like? You you asked us to ponder those questions at the end of your message. Um, what would it mean for you to let the land of your life rest? What would mm. it mean for you to stop trying so hard and to let the Lord provide for you? In what part of your life is the Holy Spirit asking you to say enough? And yeah. I'm still chewing on those questions. Yeah, me too. Makes me think I probably shouldn't upgrade my phone, or I should get, oh, or I should man. get like a phone See, that's, that's where two it years gets older. Like, oh, but I want one. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, you probably should though. Why? No, I'm just kidding. Good camera. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason. I needed. I need to be able to unlock it with my face, and I'm really frustrated mm-hmm. that I have to use mm-hmm. my thumb. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I told you guys I'm j- I'm when I came home from Ukraine. One of the things that I was the most convicted by, and I just shared this um, with the people who took us out for lunch um, from my home church yesterday. They asked me how was the trip life changing, and I said to go there and see how much my Ukrainian brothers and sisters do. With so little mm-hmm. yeah. and how little I do with so much. And so yeah. then to hear your sermon today, in what part of your life is the Holy Spirit asking you to say enough? It, it For me, it goes beyond stop acquiring, but it goes to look at what you have, put it in God's hands and ask him what you want, what he wants you to do with it. Mm. Like, yeah, I have an entire room in my house just for eating. That never gets the used. The, 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 dining the dining room. room. Why don't you With go like in a there? a 10 foot table. Like it, what? I mean, we've had family over like once. And when Lauren came over for dinner, like we sat there, yeah. but like Lauren came over for my wife. No. Oh. Lauren. Like, where was I? <laughs> Thanks for the Lauren. invite. <laughs> Seriously. Like I have so much. I live in a mansion by comparison to yeah. what yeah. I saw a few weeks ago. I could be doing so much more what you know yeah yeah meanwhile we cut the cable and i'm like having withdrawals from no hbo (laughs) but (laughs) here's the thing which i i don't want anyone to miss this is that the promise of god is one of abundance 
that comes as a result of our trust. So there is a, a level of enough, but it's not just God wants us to be miserable. It's that God wants to give us enough. Yeah. It's just that he wants to be the one providing it, mm-hmm. not our own right. hard work and ingenuity. Right. So I don't want it to paint the picture that like you got to be miserable to right. to obey the spirit of the law, but perhaps we have to let the decisions that we make start it being influenced a little bit more by the spirit instead of simply what feels good to us. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't have to have HBO. Right. That's it. <laughs> that's your that's your world in front that's, of. Yeah, that's, that's a world in front of. I don't have yeah. to have it. Uh, if I do have it, it's more than enough. It's, it already is more than enough. But yeah. like, I don't have. That's something I don't have to have. If I can rely on God to provide for me, like, I have more than enough. I don't need the excess, you know. And I'll be yeah. fine without it and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Because our goal is to get out of debt, and if we're not paying for things like cable. We'll do that faster, sure. right? Yeah. So, sure. And yeah. am I providing margin in my life for the the poor and the foreigners mm-hmm. that live among me? Am I doing that? Yeah. Yes. Am I being intentional about providing that margin in my life? Mm. Like they had to purposefully not harvest in certain areas. There was an intentionality behind that, you know? So it's one thing for me to say, um, philosophically that I believe in providing for the less fortunate, poor and needy. I think everybody would say that that's a good thing to do, but am I putting intention behind my words and where I am not putting intention by my words behind my words? How can I do that more? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Would you please? Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll meet after this. Tyler, the voice of the Holy spirit in my life. (laughs) Oh man, guys, this has been a great series i'm sad that next week's the last week yeah it's gonna end on an interesting note with revelation yeah so Ah. what's happening what's coming next tim is talking about apocalyptic literature which oh man this is gonna gonna be be great and i'm bummed that i'm gonna miss the podcast i'm gonna miss the conversation yeah you're out next week so it's gonna be tim's coming in i have so many questions about revelation how about this friends of the pod if you have questions about revelation please send them in you can send them you can email them to any one of us three or you can go to between sundays.us don't email them to me because i won't still needs to sign off of email so email them to me or bear or marin and then um (laughs) or you can go to between sundays.us fill out the form comment and uh i want to i want to know what everybody wonders because uh, Revelation is super confusing to me and I'm really excited to talk about that. This is one of those topics that's like everybody has questions about. Sure. So I'm really excited to get into it with Tim next week. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good episode. Um, Barry, have a great vacation. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. I think it will. What uh, what part of Florida are you going to? Uh, down near Fort Myers, Sanibel Island. On the beach? Yes. Great. Someone, a friend of the family has a condo that they're letting us borrow, which is the best Good thing. for you. It'll be, It'll be great. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yep. yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Excited uh, to hear about your stories. Thank. Well, what are you going to do about Tuesday mornings? Uh, I'm done with those. So my last Tuesday oh. morning, you missed it because you were on the boat, but uh, <laughs> I signed off officially there. People understood. All the diehard fans that have been tuning in every Tuesday, they all said very encouraging things. It's like, go take vacation. We understand. Go for it. Please, I'll do please. it, everybody. All right? You could do it. You yeah, should. Yeah, nobody wants to tune in 730 to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, those are going to be over for this series, but there was enough interest that I would probably consider doing it again for a future series. All right. I'm excited about what we have coming. Like, so we get to sit in on, um, 
when the ideas for these services are first kind of being conceived and we all yeah. kind of throw ideas out. So mm-hmm. from where we're sitting, we know some pretty cool stuff is coming Ooh. in the coming weeks. Even <laughs> even this next weekend, there's one element that I'm really excited to see how that gets executed. So. Cool. Uh, and no spoilers. Yeah, I'm not spoiling anything, but I'm I'm genuinely excited. I'll spoil it. We're having four horsemen ride in. <laughs> oh my god! With giant swords on their back. It'll be oh. great. Across all three campuses. Watch out, North Indy. The horsemen are coming. Yeah, that's the hard part about being a multi-campus church. We had to rent going from one campus horses. to the next campus. Uh, thank you to everybody who's tuned in throughout this series. It's been a it's been a blast. It's been um, fun to. Uh, engage with you and interact with you on Facebook and throughout the, throughout the series. And so, um, thank you. And, uh, we will be back next week. Barry won't be here, but Tim and Marin, and we're going to do another, what songs has Tyler never heard of, (laughs) uh, episode. It'll be great. Okay. What? What? You're out. You're out on this. What What do we, what? I I just, I want to know from the listener if that's something that like, do they, are, are they lost by the time we get to the music part? Are they engaged by the time we get to the music part? I just need their feedback. Guaranteed. People some are into people it. Some people are, are into it out. and other people are not. You're Someone right. just said on Facebook, Mary needs to bring in some of her metal music past. Oh, is that what they want? <laughs> that's, that's what they that's shall what have. what people want. I want to know who said that though. All right. <laughs> Uh, Marin, will you do us the honors and send us out? Did you guys send out, send us out last week? Yeah, we did. All right. Weren't you listening? Uh, Were you too busy commenting on Facebook? Yeah, I was to too busy thinking about off. what I was saying. <laughs> too busy fearing the dark listening. waters. I was just thinking about what I was going to say next. Yeah. Hey, well, it's very applicable to everything that we talked about today. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday.